When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's coming up to three. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your shows, your podcasts. Johnny Venerable joined, as always, Mr. Bo Brock. How we live in here on a Thursday? Us Arizona Cardinal uniform truthers, we're holding strong. We're holding out hope that this little, you know, team shop closed down is what we initially thought it was. Yeah. Uh, the team unveiling its new uniforms. Not likely because there's some auto auction going on at State Farm Stadium. But I love the chat already crushing it, talking about some of today's biggest topics, including Anthony Richardson doing his part, having a big pro day, and then talking to some brass from the Las Vegas Raiders. They just want to create a quarterback controversy for 2023. Are they going to come up from seven to three? And what are they going to pay Monty Austin for? The Arizona Cardinals for it. Love it. I'll, I'll never forget. We were at the NFL Combine, and the quarterbacks had just spoke, and Richardson had spoke. He had a bunch of people around him. And then we were all sitting by our, our, our radio booth where we broadcast every day, and Anthony Richardson walked by. And I'm, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. Everybody knows it. He's like three of me. And sh- sh- producer Shane, who's you know kind of a low-key Seahawk fan, was anti-Anthony Richardson before the combine. I like to call him a filthy Seahawks fan. Just a yeah, filthy, he's a filthy chicken boy. fan. <laughs> After he saw Anthony Richardson that day, he was so impressed with him. Like, we had to stop Shane from following him into the bathroom. It got mm-hmm. it got a little bit embarrassing. I said, give that man some, some grace. But he had a big smile on his face because he knew he had made himself some money with his performance, uh, with the things that he said. And then I think he put the cherry on top today. And I know we got a lot of people coming at us and you know on twitter just saying well johnny it's just a pro day everybody looks good in a pro day that's true but you can fuck up a pro day uh Mm -hmm. and he did the opposite of that we have some tape here i think uh from producer emma of anthony richardson today his last throw of the day is an absolute bomb uh through uh the florida gators um what do you call it bubble and then he completes this pass on a on like a hail mary bomb and then he runs downfield with a couple of his teammates and they start doing backflips. And it's just like, what is this, Circus Olay? <laughs> and 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 then you the first person or the first people that run up to Anthony Richardson, not the mm-hmm. Cardinals, it's the GM for the Raiders. It's the assistant GM for the Raiders. Almost like trying to stiff arm other GMs like, this is our guy. I mean, the Cardinals have, have played this well where Anthony Richardson has taken care of business and they're just like, okay, we're all ears. The pro day's out of the way. We're open for business. 
we uh, did our first mock draft, right? Earlier this week, it's it's up yeah. on our YouTube page and pulled off a trade with the Las Vegas Raiders. Could it be something mm-hmm. that comes to fruition? But it's like, you're going to have to pay a steep price, right? I mean, the Indianapolis yeah. Colts, depending on what they do as far as this Lamar Jackson sweepstakes or what they want to do or who they've identified as their next quarterback, you know, could they move up from four to four to three? Uh, and then you've got the Falcons. I know that they uh, they express their undying love for Desmond Ritter. That's probably not the right move for any organization. But the Las Vegas Raiders trying to uh, mark their territory, hold claim to the third quarterback prospect of this draft class. Uh, we've seen like, you know, you talk about you can't screw up a pro day, but Will Levis, according to Chad Forbes, is screwing up his interviews. He's bombing oh. his interviews. So there's three That's legit good. prospects here. And, and, you know, they can be in different order. You've got Richardson as high as one. You've got C.J. Stroud, the money, uh, the the favorite to be number one overall at Carolina. And then you've got Bryce Young, who been, uh, you know, mocked most most drafts to the Houston Texans. And then you've got that third spot, you know, the top spot now remaining for a team to come up and who holds on to that. Who's driving up the price. Omani awesome Fort and the Arizona Cardinals. It's perfect. Uh, that video we mentioned here, it is Anthony Richardson, his last day, uh, throw at his pro day. Let's check it out. It doesn't, I mean, listen, Look, you're throwing like on air, squad. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> that's, that's a specimen right there. And I don't think it hurts. I don't even think just, that, did you see the one where he put it off the top of the building? Yeah. Yeah. That was nuts. There's like, Hey Gators, get your building a little bit taller so your quarterback <laughs> can make some throws. That tells me yeah, it's an indictment on Florida's program even more. So it made me feel better about drafting him, but McDaniels wanted Tebow back in the day. This kid's a way better prospect than Tim Tebow ever was, but it makes me feel good that if McDaniels is leading the charge with the Raiders general manager who hired Josh McDaniels, it's like they don't care about completion percentage. If if that's if that's who's making the pick, this kid had 52% completion percentage. Tim Tebow couldn't complete 50% at the University of Florida. I know he did, but McDaniels has a history of taking inaccurate quarterbacks from Florida. So I do think that Las Vegas right now is part of that group poised to potentially trade up so much so that before the show started, we got a little tweet from our guy, Benjamin Albright. I think he's still on vacation. Maybe, maybe not, uh, but he's working and he's working overtime. So somebody asked him, Ben, who are the Raiders taking at seven? And Benjamin said, what if they aren't picking at seven? Winky face face, not emoji, (laughs) but winky face. And it's like, oh shit. Well, we know that guy's connected, especially in the AFC West, where he covers the Denver Broncos on a consistent basis. He's got people in the know with Josh McDaniels, the ex-Broncos head coach. This is starting to fall in line. And again, I, I still think you can get Indy to trade. That's the best case mm-hmm. scenario, depending on what they would give up, because you'd still have a shot at Will Anderson. But the best yeah. thing next is, presumably that Detroit's not infatuated with one of these QBs. You can get both their ones. The next best option is is Vegas, Bo. Yeah, uh, I mean, you talk about Tebow, and sometimes that's a four-letter word, especially when you're talking about NFL football. Right? I love Tebow. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, he was an electric college quarterback. And it's like, right. I think that you look at these two prospects, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow was built for the college game, you know, where mm-hmm. his shortcomings were, he could overcome with, you know, the work that he put in and maybe the lack of, of uh, defenses playing at, at a higher speed, right? And then he yeah. went to the next level and that had a ceiling to it where I think Anthony Richardson was kind of handicapped by, you know, who he was surrounded by. Obviously, he went through a couple different coaches down there at Florida. He didn't have the stability that Tim Tebow had at the same school. And he probably projects as a better professional prospect than Tebow ever did because of his size, because of his arm talent. And it's just like Anthony Richardson, like if if Josh McDaniel is infatuated with Timmy Tebbs, he's, of course, going to be infatuated with a guy with the skill set, the makeup of an Anthony Richardson because of what he projects to be. It's that's it's what. Josh Allen has created and breathed new life into these types of prospects because they used to be like, you look at it and you're like, well, what, what was their production? Like there was exceptions to the rule, but most of those guys, they, they just couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure it out the D one level and they couldn't figure it out the NFL level. But then Josh Allen happened and he went from a just over 50% passer, developed his game, refined his, he got, you know, developed the entire like repertoire of passes that you needed. And when you, when I heard, Anthony Richardson talk at the combine. I, I listened to all three quarterbacks talk in a row and he was the third, right? And mm-hmm. he said yep. he was the most impressive of all of them. Now he had the most questions and the most pressing questions and probably, you know, more of the uh, more of a polarizing pro- uh, prospect for sure. But I thought what he said, how he, how he handled it. One guy to his face called him a project quarterback and he joked with them. Oh my God. Um, but what he said, like he was asked about, you know, what play he would run in a certain situation. He had an answer for that. He had an answer, like how he can improve on where his shortcomings are. He had an answer for every question that he was asked and he answered it uh, in pass with flying colors. And then he passed this with his pro day with flying colors. It's like, he has done everything that you needed him to do. If you're the Cardinals looking to trade down to solidify him as a top three quarterback in this draft to drive up the price, to drive up people wanting him from the Colts to the Raiders to maybe the Falcons to a mystery team. Could it be the commanders? Could it be the Titans? But he's done everything he needed to do to solidify himself and, and put Monty Austin Ford as the most popular guy uh, during draft season. Uh, follower of the show, Albert uh, DM me and, and there's speculation out there that the Seahawks are poised to trade up. I just don't see that happening. I'm so, I, I, I could be wrong. That would have that would have to be the first time a division rival has granted somebody within their division their quarterback of the future. I just to me, you got to draw the line somewhere. There are other needy teams in the 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 Raiders, obviously, that we're discussing Tennessee, maybe Atlanta. Like, I, I just I wouldn't feel comfortable making a deal with Pete Carroll and John Schneider. That's just me. I I have to believe that when I see it. I think the Vegas Raiders make a ton of sense. Uh, let's get to some of these super chats. Han shot first, one of my favorite avatars that we have here and followers of the show. Richardson's pro day confirmed trade hall for cards. You are correct, sir. Dollar ninety nine super chat. Uh, so much you, so that yeah, you know this because you're a Star Wars nerd. Uh, what is that? What does his his username mean? So in in uh, the first <laughs> Star Wars, I'm not gonna uh-huh. call it Episode Four because it was just Star Wars when it came out in 1977. There is a scene in the bar, the cantina bar, uh, uh-huh. where this bounty hunter comes up to Han Solo and wants his money, wants a ship, um, and Harrison Ford's character shoots this character. His name is Greedo. Millennium Falcon. 
right? Well, yeah, he well, he wants money to give to Jabba the Hutt. He shoots mm. this character, kills him, like in cold blood in the cantina. But the, you know, Greedo's got his gun on Han Solo on Harrison Ford. But because Disney has, you know, kind of, you know, made it a little bit more like, oh, did he shoot first? Like, they don't want Han Solo to come uh. out and be just a cold-blooded killer. But the way George Lucas made him in 1977 is Harrison Ford shot Greedo. Luck. And he, he was the only person to shoot. And now they've digitally yeah. edited it where it looks like both guys are shooting at the same time. It's like, no, no, no. Han shot first. He was the only person to shoot. <laughs> Greedo never shot the gun. That's what that means. All right. Thanks for breaking it down. Sure, no Han Solo has his red flags in his past, as does Anthony Richardson. But not, you know, Richardson, not as many as Han. No, no doubt yeah. about it. I mean, he didn't <laughs> he didn't shoot anybody first. He just had some accuracy issues in the sure. SEC. But sure. all right, let's get back on to uh, We had a couple more of these uh, super chats as I completely pulled the parachute on the momentum of the show. No, hey, those are questions <laughs> that need to be answered right now when this team's giving a shit in the free agent market. B-Money's got a super chat. Yeah, B-Money, by the way, he uh, he contributed to our, uh, our PHNX Community Day last week. He did it after the show. Big thank you to B-Money contributing to Ryan's house. Uh, it, it was it was a great uh Great uh, charity to help out. Money, boys, that'll ha what will happen first? A draft deal, trade down, et cetera, or a D-hop trade. The way it's looking, the draft trade is what I think. Um, you know, we had, was it Albert Breer or was it Ian Rappaport that was reporting that they thought that there was momentum that D-hop could be a draft date deal? So if that's the case, you got to imagine that a trade down would happen before. Did I not say that on the show last week? I think we talked about it, and you said, eh, I still would say D-Hop, and it just feels like there's they're in a standstill with this D-Hop thing. You got people out there like Benjamin Albright saying that the, the Broncos want a, a second for Cortland Sutton, mm -hmm. and teams are offering a fifth. So it's like, I, I don't know. I still think that a D-Hop trade gets done before the draft, but like, shit, man, after what you saw today, what's going on with these teams? What was our official prediction about the trade down, by the way? Bo and I said on record right after we got back from the combine and then after the Chicago Bears made their deal, we're going to wait for the pro days to be open and to be mm -hmm. done with the quarterbacks. And when that happens and that's done today, then I think a trade becomes all the more imminent. Not today, right. but like in the next week, we're on, the Cardinals are on the clock to trade. We know three plus teams have contacted them wanting to trade up. Carolina wanted to come to three before eventually going to one. It's the Anthony Richardson sweepstakes, though, because it's supposedly Houston and C.J. Stroud and Carolina's potentially still looking at Bryce Young. But I, I, the Cardinals, are they have, they're in a position they've never been in before, Bo. Right. And as we look at the Raiders, because of their assistant GM going right up to AR after his pro day today, after his performance, uh, and something we kind of looked at the Raiders – Couple or last week when when uh, Pac-Man Jones identified them as one of the teams, one of the five teams that would be interested in DeAndre Hopkins. You know, you start really kind of peeking at what draft capital they have. Producer Emma put together this graphic of the draft capital they have for the 2023 draft. It starts yes, with the first round, seventh overall, 38th overall in the second round. Then they've got a pair of threes, 70th and 100th. Then they've got a fourth and then three fives, pair of six and a pair of sevens. If you count that up, that's 12 picks overall for the Las Vegas Raiders. So look, they've got a lot of ammo to operate with in order to orchestrate a trade up. And it just seems to be fitting that, uh, that they have 
ties and, and interest in a guy like Anthony Richardson. It just seems like this is the team that can do the that can that can secure the third overall pick, even more so than than Indy that's sitting there with the you know a pick behind. You could still get a Will Anderson if you just fall back to four, and then maybe the second round pick from them, which is what thirty fifth overall, just pick behind the Arizona Cardinals. It's it, it seems like the the Vegas Raiders, if they want to pull off this deal, they're in a prime position to do it. Rafa uh, thirty is speaking my language here. This is the tweet uh, I put out from the PFF mock seven and thirty eight and a future one would be my starting point. Yet I talked to non Cardinal fans and they think that package alone, so two ones, but essentially it's not two ones, but it is, and pick thirty eight, which a lot of people think is a one. Um, is too much. I do not. If I'm Monty Osenford, and and there are other teams, there are other teams that want to move up uh, Mark Davis and company, you have to offer at minimum pick 38 this year and you're one next year to even have the conversation started. Yep. To, yep. to even be able to have a conversation with me, I need at least your one next year. That's To me, that's the golden ticket right there. Because all these other teams that are in the mix, like maybe not the Colts, because you're not going to get their one next year, but like Tennessee's well coached, they could be viable next year, even without you know a, a bunch of premium resources. Atlanta was seven and ten. The NFC's terrible. Like we know, the Raiders are probably going to be asked this year. They're in the gauntlet of the AFC. They're in the AFC West, right? At best, we think they're like this the third best team, maybe with Jimmy G and, and a rookie quarterback. That's a top twelve pick next year. And you'd have a hard time convincing me otherwise. That that's why you have to be thinking that they're the preferred candidate for Austin Ford. As much as everybody says go back to four to get Will Anderson, I can guarantee you the Cardinals are not thinking that way. The only way they're yeah. thinking that way is to go to four, so then they can try to trade down again. But no one wants Will Levis now. So really, your meal ticket is going from three to wherever, and that's it. That's how you're going to get your haul. And you go to seven. We haven't talked about this, Bo. I, I think there's still really good chance that you're going to get a top three player on your board. Yeah, non-quarterback, no doubt about right. it. Uh, Agent 47, this is a deal I actually pulled off on the Pro Football Focus Draft Simulator, so it's no got to be, you know, it's going to happen. I, I went <laughs> I went with the, uh, the first, uh, the second round pick this year, so that's seven and 38, and in a future first, in 2024 first, plus a third round pick. Yeah. And accepted it, so it's got to happen, right? That's the baseline. Is that the baseline? This the 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 PFF mock draft simulator. It's it's got to be gospel, right? What well, they say here, goes. You're jo- you're joking about that, but I think that brings up a good point. Is there are people pointing to like the 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 trade value chart that that doesn't apply here because it's for a quarterback. Throw that out the window. Yeah. Wipe your ass with it. It doesn't matter. This is not your stereotypical trade up or trade down. The conversation is. Do you like Josh McDaniels? How many swings at the plate is he going to get to be a head coach? This guy, I I can't remember his name as the GM of the Raiders. You're saddling your horse to Josh McDaniels. Now you got to win. You got to give Mark Davis and company uh, an opportunity to see what you're building. And you're not winning anything with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, So Uh, I I find that strange though. Don't you? I mean, with the pressure to win now, especially after such a failure of a season last year, right? Where they're benching Derek Carr with weeks to spare, uh, and and they're talking about Josh McDaniels absorbing the ten million dollar a season contract that he has after being uh, one season at the helm. Mm-hmm. You know why would they put themselves in an automatic quarterback controversy 
with Jimmy G and Anthony Richardson because that's what's happening right out of the gates if they trade up and take a quarterback. That happens if they draft a quarterback, if they stick and pick at seven. Uh, you know, the, the pressure is, is on now to win. And to win now, now as much as you can be intrigued by Anthony Richardson, the prospect, I don't think that he's, especially in McDaniel's system, would be it would give them a better chance than Jimmy G. So why would they want to put themselves in that situation? Why not stick and pick like an offensive lineman or the, uh, the best defensive player on the board? That's what I, I. But that's why the Raiders are who they are. That's why they no, struggle you as know, a franchise. You know, you buy it. You buy a meal ticket quarterback. You get extra time. That's just how it works. You struggle next year and you're starting him. But look how many strides we made. Right? Look how close we were to competing. Look how close we were to winning games. Excuse me, with Anthony Richardson. If they can get his arrow pointed up at the end of the year, they're not cutting bait. Josh McDaniels is a quarterback coach, runs their offense, is the offense. So I, if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm saying, well, shit, this is going to buy me at least two years, right? This is going to give me an opportunity to come and coach him next year. He'll get playing time. And then I can sell Mark Davis on full season, full off season. He's ours next year. And I, I think it's brilliant. I, I know a lot of people are like, this is typical Raiders dysfunction. I yeah. You're in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, and now Sean Payton. Like, get your shit together. Try to get an, uh, an established or a, a, a playmaking quarterback. I think, I think it's the right move because I think if you keep Jimmy Garoppolo and you try to build around him, you're, you're just asking to get fired. That's my opinion, though. I could be wrong. Let's get to the super chat. Jalen Blair, thank you so much. $10 for supporting the channel in that way. Daniel Jeremiah said the two teams he's heard about trading up, Raiders and the Titans. How you feel about getting 11, a third round pick? First next year, second next year, and two-time All-Pro uh, defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. I got to get their two this year. I don't want their I don't want their third if I'm not getting their two. I've seen a lot of people in the chat point out Jeffrey Simmons is an option. I I feel like what with what we've seen from this team, Bo. I mean, he wants more money. They want cheap capital, whether it's money mm -hmm. or cheap players or draft capital. I don't see them taking on a player like that unless they're just a throw-in. They would. To my point from last week, a couple times about you know an Ed Oliver potential Buffalo trade or Gabe right. Davis, it's like just like those guys. Jeffrey Simmons is in the final year of his of his contract, so you would have to is as much as Jeffrey Simmons, when healthy, is a difference maker, is an impact maker on the defensive line, and the Cardinals have the worst defensive line in the league. It, it seems like it's it adds up, but and you look at his age, 24 years old, perfect age for him to come in in his prime years, sign him. You'd have to have, you'd have to sign him to a multi-year contract. I think that that would be the, the one thing that you would have to have in the mix of, of pulling off a deal like that, because otherwise you're just looking for draft capital. You're looking for the team that can provide the most draft capital to jumpstart this rebuild. So, you know, if Simmons is, is somebody that's like, well, uh, despite a change of scenery and getting me out of Nashville, uh, I want to test the market. You know, what's the point of that? What's the point of having him as one and done? Like you would have to get him uh, because 2023, the odds of you contending and having a guy like Simmons be a part of a, a team right now that's that's making its way to the playoffs are very slim because they're in a rebuild. So unless you're going to keep them around, it, it doesn't do much for me. It, it's draft capital. He's 25. So if you could get him here and, and sign a four-year deal, then by hopefully by year two, he's you're cooking all cylinders again. I wouldn't hate Absolutely. it, wouldn't dislike it, but I it feels like their priority is to gut it first, right? It's like when you fish, you got the fish, right? You clean everything up and then you cook it. And they're 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 a hot minute away from cooking, uh, outside of cooking in the NFL draft. I love this comment a little bit earlier. 
saying from Lucas Stewart um, that I think is worth pointing out. So the Raiders GM uh, worked with Monty Austin Ford, New England. Um, and Monty obviously has a relationship with Josh McDaniels. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, who didn't have relationships? Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. And we talk about that in Aussie and why it's hampered this team for so long. Cliff didn't have NFL contacts. And Steve Kime had been with this franchise his entire NFL career. It's like mm -hmm. Monty Osenford gets this done and we're sitting back and we're collecting draft picks, you know, like $100 bills. You're going to be able to point to Michael Bigwell and say, you hired the right guy because this was the guy to be able to best get this deal right now. You know, I love the guy in Chicago that opted not to take the job. I know he was the first choice. Can't remember what his name was. Ian Cunningham. Like, Ian and Cunningham. But does he get this yeah. deal done? We'll see. And again, I know we're counting our chickens a little bit before they, before they hatch. But I know definitively they've got three plus teams that want to do a deal tomorrow, today, yesterday. And so it just comes down to how much can you squeeze from these teams? Um, Ian Cunningham, I appreciate it in the chat, guys. So Monty Austin Ford, I mean, he's on the clock right now. It, it I wonder, though, you want to do a deal before the draft, don't you? You want to do a deal yeah. before the, the night of the draft just in case something were to happen. The sooner you do the deal, like, God forbid, a video comes out about, you know, one of these top quarterbacks, and then one of them, it's not a Jalen Carter situation, but maybe it's a kid out of um, Miami situation with the – you know, the gas mask and somebody drops into the teens, then you don't Larry have your Tunsil? leverage. Right. You don't have yeah. your leverage anymore. And I know that's an extreme yeah. example, but you're better off making a deal a couple weeks before the draft. You have your picks no matter what. And then these teams are locked into taking a quarterback. If you wait until that Thursday, live at Four Peaks, when we're going to be there, and something happens and you lose your leverage and you have to saddle and take a player at three, that's that's not what you want, Right. Right. And, and the right package is going to present itself. Right. I mean, I think right. that the, he's probably on the phones enough and knows the ballpark, of, you know, obviously the baseline of a deal. And then who's going to come over the top and who's going to be the one that's going to blow Monty Austin Ford away with the right deal to move back. Right. Because it's otherwise you're just getting greedy. And to your yeah. point, it's like you're counting your chickens about who's going to be there at three or who's going to be perceived as the top pick. You know, that can blow up in your face. We've seen it before as, you know, a couple of the, time, the situations that you pointed out. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you, you strike while you can and, and make sure you can you can kind of lock that in. It's, it's like they know ballpark who's going to if they trade down the seven or if they trade down to eight, you know, who's going to be there. Uh, but, you know, you, but you can't control, you know, what happens with, if if any, Anthony Richardson is working out and blows his ACL you know, then you're cooked, right? I mean, he, mm -hmm. he's going to, he's still going to get drafted, but not third overall. So yeah. it, it, it does, it is important. I think that time is of the essence for, for Monty Austin for it to, to strike while he can. And it seems like it's, it's ballpark within the next couple of weeks, then, you know, teams can start to really solidify their draft boards, you know, as far as those teams, the top three teams that are going to be seeking quarterback and how those dominoes are going to fall. And you've got an idea, but you don't know until draft night. And then you start to look at the top, the remainder of the top 10, Imani Austin Ford. Okay, let's let's really dig in and do our homework. Not to say they won't. I'm sure they'll know they'll they'll be set up for any scenario, especially within the top 10. You know, is it a Christian Gonzalez? Is it a Devin Witherspoon? Is it a Paris Johnson Jr.? Uh, what direction they want to go? Because then they can set up, continue to set up their draft board and rounds beyond round one. Yeah. Uh when the San Francisco 49ers traded up 
to make their horrific selection of Trey Lance. That was on March 26th. That was not April 26th. That was March 26th. So uh, we're, we're on the clock, definitely. Super chat uh, from B Money. Thank you so much. $1.99. AZ posted three players signed today. Depth pieces. We're going to get to that, B Money, here in a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Bet MGM Sportsbook. Listen, the hype is very real. We are so fortunate to be partnered up with Bet MGM Sportsbook. Beginning now and into this fall, we're talking about the premium game day experience with PHNX Cardinals every single game day. Not away, not home, every single game day, both with PHNX Cardinals. I'm talking pregame, postgame, halftime shows, giveaways, drink specials, and we're kicking it off this weekend with a Phoenix Suns watch party. Our debut, if you will, at BetMGM Sportsbook. And to get pumped up and ready for this weekend, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, they're not messing around. Use bonus code PHNX, and you're going to get up to 200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Let me repeat that. All you got to do is download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least 10 bones on any market at all standard odd price, and you're going to receive a 200 in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager. 10 bones gets you 200. Just make sure you're using the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. You can bet your sweet behind that there's going to be some Four Peaks beer on tap as well at the Bet MGM uh, Final Four watch party with us here at PHX. Cannot wait for that. Gonna get. I know they've got Kilt Lifter. I know they've got the number one Wow Wheat beer there. Number one wheat beer in Arizona. Also, as Johnny mentioned, and we're going to mention it ad nauseum, but we're excited about it. The Four Peaks NFL Draft watch party, PHX Cardinals. We're going to be there, whether they're selecting third overall, somewhere in the top 10, somewhere in the first round. They're going to make a pick or multiple picks. We're going to bring it in with you. You got to be out there. Uh, I believe it's going to be a free event, right, Johnny? Like, this isn't like you don't have to buy tickets to hang out with us. Yes. Our guy, our guy, Brian, one of our close friends who watches the show every day, hopefully, Brian's in the chat, asked me. And so, hopefully, I can articulate this to everybody. I think they're free. I know they're free, but you have to do a pre-sign-up kind of deal so we can get Got a it. head count. So we're right. going to have that information when it becomes available, but it's happening, and it's free for everybody. New coach, new GM, the Cardinals, they have got the third overall pick as it stands right now in the NFL draft, and we're going to all watch it unfold at Four Peaks, 8th Street Brewery in Tempe. It's a big opportunity for our team Best place to take in this pivotal moment. The rest of the NFL draft is with us April 27th, Four Peaks, 8th Street Pub. Got to be 21 years or older, of course, to enjoy the beer and enjoy it responsibly. Uh, Producer Emma confirming with me, free. You got to register. Link's out next week. But mark it on your calendars. You're spending draft night with us 
here at PHNX Cardinals Four Peaks in Tempe. I cannot wait. Uh, I also can't wait to read these super chats. Pick and spreads ten dollars. Thank you so much, pick and spreads. It really does feel like Las Vegas is the team to do it. There's ties with Monty. The GM went to uh, AR's pro day, uh, Anthony Richardson, and was the first to talk. Also, it would help a lot because Las Vegas is likely to finish last in the NFC West. Hundred percent. Like you want to go five and eleven with Jimmy Garoppolo and you know another backup when he gets hurt, or do you want that young stud? ready to go, break glass in case of emergency, and McDaniels can run his Tebow offense. They can do some kind of hybrid offense, run him around, get people excited. I mean, shit, the Chicago Bears, they were a tough watch last year, but everybody was talking about Justin Fields, right? And I think Anthony Richardson, to me, Bo, not the same kind of player. He's not as, I don't think, straight line fast as Fields, but he can mm -hmm. run. He can run in the open field. I tweeted out today, he's, he's everything I think that people thought Trey Lance was going to be but played at a much higher level of competition has, has made a comment or two about, you know, people question his accuracy and what he say at the NFL combine. Well, I can't catch the passes too, if I throw right. to somebody. So I, I think it makes all the sense in the world. I, I love that Las Vegas pick and spreads appears to have that sense of urgency to come up. Bo. four, four, three. Uh, that was Anthony Richardson's 40 time in Indy. Oh my God. Uh, and oh he was asked at the, you know, at the podium before he said, you know, what do you expect to run? They want at a time. And he said, it's going to be fast. And they said, can you elaborate? And he said, it's going to be fast, fast. And that's fast for a quarterback, Four, four, three. Uh, the size, absolutely. Uh, everything you want, except for when you turn on the tape from Florida. I think that, uh, you know, Gator fans, a lot of people who watched him play in the SEC, wanted to see more from a guy who had that skill set. And, and that's the big red flag for Anthony Richardson. But as far as his draft process goes, and these quarterback-hungry teams, he's doing everything he can possibly do to kind of change the narrative around him that uh, that you see from some of the tape that he produced for the Gators. So uh, let's get back to some of these super chats. Uh, we, we got some more here. Topic 64 said, Yesterday when you did the mock draft, you didn't choose any receivers. Why is that such an afterthought? We need receivers, receivers, receivers. You say it three times, it happens. Uh, just like Beetlejuice, I you know what I that's a good question, and I think it's it's more like when I start looking at these mock drafts and I see it the, the like the talent that should be drafted in the second round, the third round, the fourth round, uh, I get scared off because some of them are under six feet. I'm like, okay, I think that the Arizona Cardinals absolutely will add some diversity to the receiving room, uh, maybe through the draft. Absolutely, I think it's 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 something that they might do, especially and also the running back position as they've been tied to a couple running back prospects already. Um, but they, they can't add another guy under six feet. Like they, they added Josh or Zach Pascal, who's six, two, who can play the slot a little bit. He can play a little outside, but you need to add some more. I, I saw Jonathan Mango in the chat. I think that that would be a great guy, a guy that's been comp to an Anquan Bolden physical yep. big. that, that would make sense. But if you're going to go out there and get uh Mims from Oklahoma, it's like, he's five eleven. You've got, Hollywood Brown at 5'9". You've got Rondell Moore at 5'7". You've got Greg Dorch at 5'8". It's like, no, you need more. You need to add size to that room because you're probably going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, who's over six feet, and all you really have is Zach Pascal and two guys who were on the practice squad last year. Uh, Topic 64 adds another super chat. Thank you so much, Topic 64. Uh, no 5'8 to 5'11 <laughs> right. receivers allowed. I agree with that. Um, uh, to double down on Bo's point, this receiver group... It's just as solid, right? It's not great. Last year, how many receivers went in the top 20? Like five. 
it's a mm-hmm. it's a nice class that I think is going to have some quality starters. But like, what if this team gets Marvin Harrison Jr. next year? I hope they don't draft that high, but that's a possibility. I also think that you have to look at how this team has been built and where their premium picks have gone in the last I don't know half decade plus. It's been on wideouts. Uh, I think it's okay to take an offseason off of, of drafting receiver high. Go back and look at since Christian Kirk was drafted in the 2018 draft, they have used either a first or second round pick on a wide receiver. It goes Kirk. Then it was Andy Isabella the next year. Then they traded their second for D-Hop. That worked out. Then in mm-hmm. 2021, they used their second on Rondell Moore. And then last year, they used their first on Hollywood Brown. Some of those worked better than others. But you just, it's okay to take a beat. And I, I'm probably in the minority. I think with the style of football they want to play, I don't know who the hell is going to be playing quarterback for them. Ertz, McBride, Greg Dorch, Hollywood Brown, maybe Rondell Moore, pa- Pascal. You can get enough mm-hmm. out of that group. James Conner, and then hopefully a, a running back. I'd like to see them take a running back higher than wideout, frankly, because I think this, this group of backs is way better. And yeah. then next year, you know, what are you going to do with Rondell? What are you going to do with um, Hollywood Brown? Hopkins probably isn't around, presumably. So I think next year is is the year to really kind of remake your receiving core. Uh, what about Rasheed Rice? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Jackson, that's a that's a great call. 6-2, SMU. Uh, looked great at the Senior Bowl through the practice. Uh, cooked a couple of the cornerbacks there. No doubt about it. And then you've got Arizona Animal who's uh, who's saying just stop drafting wide receivers. Take them uh, on day three. Take them on day three. That's <laughs> right. fine. No, there, there's but there's plenty of guys who are gonna. I mean, it's it's a position where there's plenty of guys over six feet. I think it absolutely take take a take a flyer in a guy and, and see how he fits in. And um, if it's a lottery pick and, and he makes he, he can make he can immediately Monty Austin for believe me if he picks a wide receiver who's productive. Uh, at any point in his in his NFL career, he's going to already make Steve Kime look like like a bum that he is, right? I mean, it, that he went one for ten basically drafting wide receivers in his career as as Cardinals uh, GM. He's looking at the bad MGM odds, uh, third overall pick. They've got Will Anderson at plus one twenty five, and then Anthony Richardson at plus one twenty five. So there's some value there, right? It, we need to help our friends that, at Bet MGM. <laughs> don't you think that's a good bet? I mean, uh, plus money on Anthony Richardson. Don't you just hammer that? Uh, I'm not saying cash out your 401ks. What I am saying <laughs> is, um, the, can you the use MGM, that bet? Like the the promo code on that bet? I think it's a money line bet. Um, okay, I'm pretty it, sure it's. A, it. But you can deposit your own money and make a bunch of money. Don't put it on Will Anderson because that's the equivalent of lighting on fire at this point. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right now, if the Cardinals pick third, I don't even think it would be Will Anderson that they would draft. I don't even think that. I think there's a better chance. I mean, like, the Christian Gonzalez hype is real right now. Like, he's, he's checked every box. He's a blue-chip cornerback prospect. We know they love him. They absolutely love him. I I, I feel like Christian Gonzalez is, is, could be like the first defensive player drafted. I could be nuts. You guys could call me ridiculous, but I don't know, man. Like, have you seen that kid? He's a specimen. And that's kind of how it went. Like once you saw the pass rushers go last year, you're like, okay, what direction is this draft going to go? And you had a pair of cornerbacks go after that. You had, you know, Houston and the jets pick up on uh, the kid out of LSU and sauce Gardner. I mean, 
that uh, and, and those proved to be, you know, stingy. You get, that proved to be some pretty good moves for those franchises doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, could could the Cardinal and that wasn't nobody was really anticipating that, right? I mean, nobody anticipated yeah. uh, those teams pulling the trigger on that, but they did. And um, yeah, I mean, Gonzalez would be is somebody who's kind of a hot name right now. So Jackson yeah, said I mean, Stingley went 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 at three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these these cor- these freak show corners. You know, I, it's not my choice. I would, I would take Will Anderson. This is, I, I think it's important that we reiterate this because we always have new, new folks joining the show, and we appreciate right. that. We, we, we are Will Anderson stains. I love that he did everything in the combine, but we're telling you point blank: everybody we talked to in Indianapolis <laughs> and everybody we've heard from since then said that they just they like Will Anderson. They don't love him. They don't love him. They, it's not a right. slam dunk pick for them, and I'm sure part of that is. How would he translate to the four three defense, even though they don't talk about scheme enough? And then what's his ceiling? I would take Will Anderson with my first pick, assuming they could trade down. I don't know if the Cardinals are gonna do that. Yeah. I think you meant stands, right? What did I say? Stain? Yeah. Isn't Which is it fine. what what do the kids say? <laughs> Isn't that what the kids say? Stands. Stands. Will Anderson stands. stands. Look, I was thinking about it like maybe we should do like a, a ongoing uh, segment like short segment basically of if they were on the clock right now not today but like right now they had to put the card in who would mm-hmm. they take and I think like it I, I would like to think it's Will Anderson like if, if they couldn't pull off a trade like that because he's the best defensive prospect in the draft Emma is shaming me in the private chat saying that calling me a goofball because you are correct with your pronunciation of stain and stan. Um, Han shot. I didn't first. think that you, I thought you just misspoke. I didn't think it was that extreme. Like you, you thought it was pronounced. It's not like one of those situations where I can't say, I say mustache. I can't say it the other way. I just, it just comes out like that. When I say mustache, like Eminem didn't mustache. have a song about stain. It was Stan. That's where it comes from. But stan, I stand. I don't understand. Okay. I'm not, we're going to move you on. You don't understand. Han, yeah. You I don't, don't understand. Stan. Uh, Han shot first dollar 99. Dewan Jones or uh, Steve Avilia, the tackle from Ohio state versus the guard from TCU. Perfect uh, transition. Han shot first. Cause we know Cardinals uses a precious top 30 visit to meet with Mr. Steve Avilia. And then um, if you turn on the tape, TCU got their, got their shit rocked by Georgia but, but mm-hmm. Steve did not. He was putting people, he was putting people's asses on the ground. Go look what Steve did also against Michigan when they beat the hell out of Michigan's front seven. Um, that's my pick right now. I am all in. I'm a stan, I'm a stain of Steve Avilia. <laughs> I while I like Jones from Ohio State, and I think that's a more mm-hmm. premium position. I think Avilia is the safer prospect, and I think Avilia comes in and like could be the Cardinals best rookie in the entire draft class that they have. Cause I think that's such a plug and play position. So whereas Jones isn't going to play the first year and part of me is like, so what you're going to start Jones in 2024. What are you going to do with that? But yeah. Avila, my choice, Bob. I mean, when you look at them right now, when you look at the Arizona Cardinals starting lineup, the, the biggest void remains. I mean, you, you could find somebody to play center. Obviously, you want you want to draft that position. And Jonathan Gannon said that they'd be looking to draft a center potentially or add yeah. uh, later here in free agency before uh, training camp kicks off in July. But yeah. um, left guard remains, you know, the biggest question mark because you brought back Will Hernandez, 
right? right? Will Hernandez seems like he's destined to return to his right guard spot. You've got the two tackles plus a swing, no matter how, you know, DJ Beecham or Jones fall. And yep. then, you know, you've, you, you could probably play uh, Yelda Frodeholt at center if you needed to in a pinch. Uh, but yeah, you could, you could draft and immediately plug a guy like Avila into your left guard position. I would think they just, I, you know, they just have, they've never drafted that position at a high level. I just, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm thirsty for that. I mean, it's like, IU potty gave you one great season when you signed mm-hmm. him. And then that's, that's been it that you've never been able to identify. They've, they've tried. And I should include center in that as well. They've got, they've hit on some tackles lately. I'll give them credit. Humphreys, you know, has been a good pick after the fact, but man, they suck at guards and centers uh, and other teams just crush that position. So I would, I would love to see Avilia there. You've got, you know, Dewan Jones who played on the same line as Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, you know, is it very impressive offensive line and what they were able to do to Jalen Carter and, and that Georgia defensive line in the semifinal. Uh, but, you know, to your point, I mean, I think that maybe you look at Jones isn't as polished as a Paris Johnson Jr. Um, and you get a guy like Avila who could come in and, and, and be your guy. And the Cardinals obviously interested enough to, to use one of their top 30 visits. So, I like it. I do. Uh, Jones is is a monster. You can really get taken away by him at six foot eight. You know, three hundred plus pounds. Just as our guy pick and spread said, uh, he's, he's he's almost three hundred and sixty pounds. He's uh, Godzilla. Mar- <laughs> Five dollars super chat for Marcus. He's correcting me, and he's one hundred percent right. As a nerd myself, and I put a lot on Disney. Probably unfairly, Disney didn't edit not shooting Lucas, meaning George Lucas did multiple multiple edits with new releases of of Star Wars and New Hope. So they everybody who said that is correct. I misspoke. George Lucas did that probably to sell more toys and to make the movie more family friendly. I just assume everything with Disney Star Wars, how they've handled the legacy films, has been bad. Um, but you guys are absolutely correct. We talked about George, that like a half hour ago. Well, you and what's frustrating too, <laughs> Bo, is you cannot. Can you believe? So the films were released in seventy seven. Oh my 80, god! I 80, thought we were gonna get back to eighty three. Real quick, talk. this is this is unbelievable. <laughs> you cannot buy the original copies of Star Wars from the seventies and eighties on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. They 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 aren't available. They don't they don't produce them. So people when people are bitching about, well, they've made so many changes. Like if you went to see Star Wars in seventy seven. That film does not exist for you to go purchase now, which is which is a crock of shit. Right. Gary's getting after me <laughs> in the comments because I, I said Stingley went to LSU and Sauce Gardner. I know he went to Cincinnati to get this thing back on track. Bo, do you, Just, Bo, do you even know Star Wars? <laughs> do you even know dra- Star Wars and draft? <laughs> it's a nerd off. Hey, listen, Star Wars... <laughs> Is pop culture. I'm so confused. Pop- I'm making my point about who sh- who they should draft in the second round, and you're getting back to half hour old comment well, about he, Star guy, Wars. That the guy, I, the I, guy I, that's on us, me. That's on me. I take full responsibility for this. I'm sorry, I got and it needed to be addressed. It's very important. Okay. Have you seen the original Star Wars trilogy, Bo? I have. Yeah, I did. Okay, I I did have a childhood. Yeah, of course. No, we're man, we're man childs now. You got to rewatch it. All right, let's. We're going to talk about the facilities, and they may or may not be upgrading. But we're upgrading with our friends at Circle K, folks. If you haven't heard about it, it's so exciting to be partnered with Circle K. Premium gas at not a premium price. Check out your local Circle K. Best coffee, best beer selection. Hello, Four Peaks snack selection. Premium gas, clean and convenience. That's what I think of when I think of our friends 
at Circle K. There's sweepstakes going on right now in store. Malcolm Stewart, Rockstar Energies. Hello, factory racing. Buy more, buy two or more uh, 12 ounce Rockstar Energy drinks for a chance to go to FC 450, uh, which is something that I think is going to be a banger of a good time. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff and be stocked all March Madness Longbow. Head to circlek.com slash store locator. Again, circlek.com slash store locator to find a Circle K nearest to you. So like I'm, I've been in Arizona for two years and when I need to save space, I go to Circle K. Absolutely. You're going to nerd out, maybe take on the trilogy. Why not go buy some snacks over at our uh, Circle K locations? They're all around the yeah. valley. Also, go get yourself some OGs, some OGs gummies. Of course, Arizona's mm. original cannabis kitchen. They've got an incredible product line of so many great flavors and gummies that will do so many different things for you. They're tailored to the experience that you want. You want to sit down, chill, watch the Star Wars trilogy, do it with some OGs. Check out what they got. Check out their tropical flavors. Or if you're looking for something different, if you're looking for maybe uh, something to put you to sleep, they've got their sleep time gummy and the Aquaberry Sleep Edition uh, uh, gummies that will help put you to sleep and keep you to sleep. Uh, flavor your dreams as, as well as flavoring your life. They've also got that uh, new strawberries and cream Happy balance ratio, two to one, CBD to THC ratio. Can't go wrong with that. It's officially hitting the shelves. The gummies are live out there at your local dispensaries. As always, you can find them there. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy, but check them out. Learn more about it, ogsbrands.com. Ogsbrands.com to learn more about all their incredible products. Check them out on your socials as well, at ogsbrands. Did Michael Bidwell take an OGs and just say, you know what? I got to make some changes because I make life changes on OGs and they're the best possible kind. Um, Albert Breer put out this nugget today in his Q&A on, S and I, on SI, and I thought it was interesting. Shared it on Twitter. I'm sharing it now. Uh, this is in reference to the Cardinals report card where they got uh, failing grades across the board, including something called an F minus. Um, but this is from Breer. Arizona already had some renovations underway before Gannon and GM Monty Ford were hired or that the NFLPA report card was released. Cardinals have already upgraded their weight room and their training room, replaced the turf in the field house, and invested in sports science initiatives. And by the sounds of it, there's more coming. Now, that's all well and good. But, Emma, one more time with that graphic. I want to point something out. They've already replaced or upgraded their weight room and their training room and then the new turf in the field house. What does upgraded mean to Albert Breer and Michael Bidwell compared to upgrading to the rest of the NFL, Bo? Have you seen the weight room and or training room when you've been in the facility since the end of the year? And can you tell there have been renovations? Definitely haven't seen the training room. Never had uh, any access to that where guys kind of okay. get treatment and stuff like that. But we've seen the weight room a couple times since it's been renovated in 2015. I thought I just saw it on Rondell Moore's Instagram where he's he's hanging out with David Blau. And the floor looked the same to me. So I don't know if that's something that they've addressed. Uh, maybe they upgraded some of the equipment in there. Uh, as far as we, we still don't know if, if players are paying for lunches or not. But Jonathan Gannon so much said that himself uh, earlier this week at the league meeting. Uh, we have it on, on our Twitter account at PHNX underscore Cardinals where he mentioned where they've already – made 
some upgrades to the organization. And he said, you know, facilities, weight room, uh, contracts. He said, Michael Bidwell has been very open-minded to it. Um, so in, you know, Michael Bidwell said that much at, at Jonathan Gannon's introductory press conference is like, he wanted to bring in guys outside the organization. And he did that in as far as his new general manager and his new head coach to get fresh eyes on this thing. And he was going to be very open-minded to what, they suggest they upgrade, but then the bomb was dropped on them with the NFL Players Association report cards, where I think uh, that maybe created a sense of urgency to get this done and, and maybe not drag their feet on it as they've done for far too long to get those failing grades. A couple of ace comments here, Joel in the chat, they pulled some peel and stick tile in the weight room and just get some stuff at home Depot. Goodwill when I was looking just- at it on Rondell's Instagram, it still didn't, it didn't look great, but I, I could be wrong. Um, but in, you know, I was talking to some uh, other Cardinals media members about this too. And it's just like, was it so brutal? Uh, was it as bad as the grades reflect or was it made out to be this bad by the players to incite uh, the organization making changes, like probably they say, a little Look, bit of both, right? I mean, obviously, where you you would think any NFL organization, not just the Cardinals, their mindset should be, because they're one of thirty-two and it's the top league in the universe. That if if you want to compete and keep up with the Joneses, that you would be on top of where the trends are, like where you need to upgrade, how you know, you, and you should be upgrading it, you know, every couple of years, and they just didn't. Uh, which I think was was a huge mistake by those organizations. So, well, if you're uh, if you're Michael Bidwell and you're walking through the weight room and they're like, "This is unsafe," and you're investing in your players to not only as people, which is a different conversation, but right as entities to help win you football games, like I don't know, that seems really fucking stupid to me. You're paying these players millions of dollars, and then your weight room is unsafe to be in, and you're not attentive and saying i gotta fix that floorboard that's sticking up right there that 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 was the most wild out of everything i I, I do i look the floorboard thing seems a little no i love it i i i love that kind of kind of stuff give me more like they're they're not sit they're not lifting weights on old like old crickety old floorboards (laughs) they upgrade Uh, they they, they upgraded as recent as 2015 like what 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 like was the upgrade? Company is is it's like it's it's like these these rubber tiles that are like there's no route in between them. So I can imagine that if you drag your feet, they come undone. What I'm and I'm not defending them. I'm just saying like you in, shall. It, it went it went too far. Like they went way too far and let it linger way too long. No NFL you're, organization should do that, and they should be they should be paying for that. They they should be criticized for it, but. You know, did did the did the players play it up or play it down enough to where it would the team had no choice but to make changes? And and that's that's part of this too. It's like they're 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 trying to lobby for for change in the organization because there hasn't been enough too for too long. So it's, it's like uh, us in the uniforms. The players right. are holding the team accountable for the shit facilities and paying for lunches. And we, this community, is holding the team accountable for shitty uniforms. So you can be shamed into doing anything if you try hard enough. You sh- right. You shame people hard enough, you can do anything. <laughs> uh, I love this comment here from, uh, let me pull it up here, the icon 20634. Uh, they, they go from an F minus to an F plus. 
any change is an improvement, uh, the right. icon. Um, all right. So Michael Bewell's got a bunch of money. Um, I don't feel bad when billionaires have to spend money on players. I don't either. Produce. I just, it's not my money and it's an embarrassment and it was an embarrassment. We called them out on it. We called out their bullshit and we will continue to do so. I love what the NFLPA did. I hope they do it every year. There was only one organization that looked worse than Arizona and it was Washington and Washington almost couldn't even go like further below where they were before. So it's almost like the Cardinals took on the brunt of these report cards as the owner. Yeah. Yeah. As, but as the Cardinals should have, and it's like, I, I can say, you know, were they embellishing the, the bet poor grades to get, you know, change? Sure. But they still were worse, just about as worse than any other team in the league. And that's, that's brutal. You can't, you can't if, let things fester to that, to that extent. If this is a local high school and they're doing the best they can and the unit doesn't, you know, the district doesn't have enough money, then you're like, let's all chip in as a community to do the best of what you sure. can. The Bidwells have owned the Cardinals for, you know, decades upon decades upon decades. Like, get your shit together. Have A-plus facilities. Like, we know you can. Your stadium's A-plus. Have it, Have your facility look like that as well. Uh, what about your uniforms? Uh, the uniform's going to look like that. We're going to talk about UniWatch here in a second. But first, I want to <laughs> tell you guys about the fabulous content we've got going down the pipeline at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. You're going to get 20% off all events, including this weekend, the PHNX. Sons watch party at Bet MGM Sportsbook. Cop a free hat and or t-shirt every year. You're signed up for a diehard membership, Bo. You will not be sorry that you did. Hang out in the exclusive member Discord with myself, Bo Brock, all the many talents and personalities at PHNX. We appreciate all of you. Check out our guy, Howard Balzer, the PHNX Cardinals beat reporter. I'm sure he's got some good content coming down the pipeline. Slam that promo code, Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, Bo. I've been having a blast all day. MLB season is upon us, and I'm on Fubo.tv watching Ooh. all the great games because they actually have MLB Network, which can't be said, said, said for a lot of streaming services out there and, and a lot of uh, you know satellite or cable providers. But Fubo.tv has it, and I'm going to continue to watch opening day all the way through the D-backs-Dodgers matchup. Later tonight, I watched the Suns game last night. There was no issue there where I think a lot of people around the Valley had a tough time watching that game. I didn't because our friends over at Fubo TV had us locked in to all of it. 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, news. I love the premiums uh, movie channels that they have. You can stream live TV from any device. Watch almost all Arizona sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. No contract. No cable, no hassle. Get rid of the cable box. Cut the wires. Just sign up and start watching thousands of hours of cloud DVR included with no extra charge. Watch local teams while traveling. You're on the road. You're not in AZ all the time. You can watch your Fubo TV from anywhere on your device. And we've got uh, so many things going on. ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN U. You can check out all those great channels uh, check them out. Check out the Suns on Valley Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description. Sign up for 15% off your first month with Fubo Pro. Just check it out with us at PHNX. Fubo.tv or FuboTV.com slash PHNX. That's FuboTV.com slash PHNX. Um, so yesterday we talked about a potential tease by the Cardinals with new uniforms. And then you immediately threw cold water on that 
saying that there's something else going on at State Farm Stadium this weekend. For those of you who don't know, Cardinals are shutting down their team store right now through this weekend, uh, and they're going to reopen it with some quote-unquote new stuff, including draft hats. Speculation ran wild. I'm not going to say I got caught up in it. You know, it's whatever. But <laughs> no. Bo and some other peeps pointed out there's some kind of car show going on. Bo, can you elaborate a little bit more on what you found yeah. out? Your favorite wet blanket, uh, Bo Brock, uh, was out there. It's the Meekum Auto Auction. It's going on at State Farm Stadium. Actually, right now, you want to get tickets? I don't know where you can get those. But you could get out there. I'm sure they're available. And that's why the team shop, you would assume, is shut down. Because, you know, what's the reason of being open when you've got people out there bidding on cars? Do you need to go, you know, have your team shop open? Probably just a good time to shut it down. Get your new draft cap on the shelves. In the meantime, saw the Meekum truck going from the Glendale area through downtown Phoenix to Tempe, where the Arizona Cardinals uh, facility is. You know, could it be a front? Could that truck just be placed there as I was driving down the I-10? It's possible. I think it's very possible that it's an elaborate ruse to uh, to cover up the Cardinals in uniform while they get a couple more days under that guise. I don't know. It's possible. What do you think, Johnny? Are you still well, under could, the impression that we're going to see new uniforms revealed listen, in the next couple I, days? No, I think we're going to get new uniforms in the month of April, but why can't you do both? If you've got this event, it's like, hey, you know what? I've seen the team store be closed before without announcements on on the game day app. Can we talk about that? Um, I've gone. I've tried to go to the team store, and it's been closed randomly. Um so maybe this is you kill two birds with one stone. We're going to close it, and then when we reopen it, we're going to have new gear in there. And um, yeah, I, I I still think there's a chance we're going to be out there uh, peeping through the windows, a couple peeping toms at State Farm Stadium. We're going to be on the lawn at BetMGM this weekend. Come swing by for the Suns watch party, 2 p.m. on Saturday. But I for for me, it's like you got to do two things for the draft. You got to mm -hmm. trade down, and. You uniforms ready to go if you don't have your uniforms ready to go i don't want to see christian gonzalez or paris johnson jr holding up these old um these old scraps let's call them scraps yeah. look at joel with the 499 super chat uh the team shop was open during the taylor swift concert for those two nights huh when uh, that's that's interesting i mean I, why, I'm not why would they it close it for this event i don't understand i mean what what's don't you want the foot traffic don't you want like those? Those could be Cardinal fans that are also there. It's like, mm. well, like I was saying, maybe it's maybe it's just a perfect time because they needed to to maybe do some inventory, throw, put some new stuff some on draft the shelves. Out. We know they're getting new uniforms. All the uniforms everywhere are are discounted. They're trying to get rid of them. You can probably mm -hmm. get them for about seventy five percent off in certain places. But are you taking this time to just like? The jerseys that are in the team store after this weekend, if they're the same old jerseys, people are going to be pissed. Like at yeah. least take those out. But I don't know. Do you think they're? Do you think they think they're being like coy or tongue in cheek with this? Well, I was like, just checking out that Twitter account, the Cardinals game day, you know, Twitter account. They still haven't yeah. replied to anything. They just let you know people go crazy. It had over eighty three retweets, two hundred likes. You know, thirty two people commented on it. Are they that like, not? There was a lot. Of, or maybe they just love. That it's getting attention. I mean, it, it's not like it's the team account. It's it's the team shop. Um, but it's affiliate with the team. It's an yeah, affiliate for sure. with the team. I And, and then you like have DeAndre Hopkins is in Toronto. It's like, what does it all mean? What does it all mean? Toronto, I, 140 miles from Buffalo by car. 
I, I'm going back on all these old tweets from game day. Nothing even gets close to that. And they got to know, like, let's turn our brains on. We know people want new uniforms. I, I think it would be, I here's what I think. If the Cardinal Twitter account, like, did the eyeball emojis over it, then you we could cook with gas for sure. But because something like that hasn't happened yet, I'm going to still say 50-50 chance. I, I still don't think we're out of the woods yet. I still think, yeah, I think there's an opportunity. Arizona if we don't get, wants us to put on the tinfoil hat like our guy Espo does all the time. Listen, I, I don't need a hat other than my PHNX lid <laughs> because that, this is what I genuinely believe. Um, we've heard they're getting there, new uniforms. Yeah, there there that's, that, that, that's a tough look right there. I know, how did that producer ever have that so fast? I, not sure I, I need to see that ever again. Let's scrub that from the record books here. Um, pick and spreads $2 super chat. New Jersey's in the truck. Johnny crash into it now. Um, <laughs> I, but we can, we can blame both if, if we don't get a deal done this weekend, cause he could have plowed his lovely truck into that truck. And, um, <laughs> The Tim Boyle boys. <laughs> this is good podcasting. Um, we're listen. Cardinals are going to have new uniforms. We feel confident in that. Sometime in April, we've been told by enough people they're coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Here's what you don't have to speculate on: is our draft party at Four Peaks Thursday night? The NFL draft. It is free. We're going to get you the link to sign up as early as next week. We're going to have graphics made. It's going to be excited. Um, but. We're going to be at Suns Watch Party this weekend, Bo. And we got one more show Final tomorrow. Four. Final Four. Watch Party. Not Suns Watch Party. Final <laughs> Four. But with, with Suns peeps, Suns personalities, D-back personalities. Um, and we got a signing today at cornerback. Do we want to touch on that real quick? Woo! Oh, man. Everybody sitting down. Arizona Cardinals, they signed cornerback Rashad Fenton. He's played most of his career with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Had an interception of Josh Allen in the 2019 postseason um, in the uh, NFC or AFC Conference Championship game. But Ben, I mean, he's a guy that the Chiefs moved on from last season. He spent some time on the Atlanta Falcons roster last year, was inactive most of the year. But somebody bring in, adds depth, that room. You know, now you have five corners on your rosters. You've got Marco Wilson. You've got Antonio Hamilton that you brought back. You have Christian Matthew, the second-year player from Valdosta State, Nate Harrison, and now uh, you've got Rashad Fenton. And you'll have Christian Gonzalez anchoring that unit. So <laughs> what what can Christian Gonzalez learn from Rashad Fenton? That's what I'd be wanting to dive into more. With but the uh, opposing quarterbacks able to just, like, run around as much as they want with no defenders coming down on them at all. I mean, whoever's in the defensive secondary is going to have to cover a long time because as of right now, they just don't have a, a front seven. That's, that's going to create pressure. Uh, pick and spreads Rashad Fenton actually solid. He was solid for Kansas city three years. Then last year was Matt was also injured. I'm just excited when they sign NFL players that I've heard of. Uh, it's an exciting mm -hmm. day. Uh, here's what's exciting. Joel in the chat. I'm feeling an all yellow uniform. To be honest, sign me up. People have been dogging that concept. I've seen a ton of con should tomorrow show be, uniform concept day yeah, Cardinal uniform concept day so what we're going to do tomorrow tomorrow show 4 p.m phnx cardinals send us your favorite mock-ups we'll try to credit everybody we're going to do graphics upon graphics of mock-up uniforms for this team uh and we're going to talk about our favorites and and who knows might have good juju in route to hopefully some uniform unveils uh in the coming weeks bo brock uniforms plenty hopefully avoid any stains out there 
stands, whatever it may be. It's been an eventful All show, right. that's for damn sure. Uh, Cardinals make the signing. Rashad Fenton added to the cornerback room. I believe the roster is now at 64. So if you're doing the math, that means they've got uh, what? They've got just about 26 roster spots remaining. And uh, I'm sure most of that's going to go through the draft. So I think that they're probably wrapping up free agency for the most part. I mean, we'll probably see like a signing or two next week, but the rest of it's going to be draft meetings like they've had. You know, the, the TCU running back who missed their pro day, he was working out. Uh, they, they said that there's reports that he's going to meet with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, be interesting as they met with the Pittsburgh running back yesterday. So the Arizona Cardinals obviously doing their homework on some some running backs. That's got to get some Cardinals fans excited. Kendry Miller uh, wasn't working out. He's recovering from MCL injury. So um, looks like that's going to happen. So Cards could add a nice young running back to pair with James Conner. That would be a nice little something we're sleeping on as far as what this offense is going to look like who's going to play the quarterback position in the meantime, but they're probably going to lean heavily on a run game. Uh, Joel, Johnny's bigger than Deuce Vaughn. Well, that's that remains to be seen. I'm not bigger than many people, but uh, my heart is three times the size because we got 218 <laughs> people in this chat right now. Like this video, we've got draft talk coverage, prospect breakdowns coming down the pipeline. Check us out. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube ring ding ding that little bell so you get notifications anytime bo myself producer emma we go live as well as our many talented peers We've got sons we got diamondbacks first pitch here in a hot minute watch parties so much good stuff all with phnx for bo brock i'm johnny venerable we'll see you tomorrow